Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to a very special Mafia Monday episode of Shelf Aware. And <laughs> he was a boy, she oh, was no. a girl. Can I make it any more obvious? He was a mob prince, she was an FBI agent's daughter. <laughs> what more can I say? I'm Anna. And I'm M. You know, you really lost something in the rhyme scheme there, but I brought it back thematically. I feel like it's much deeper thematically than Avril's original, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Much more uh, star-crossed lovers yeah, there. absolutely. Um, this week, we would have been doing a Meow Meow Monday with a new Warrior Cats book, and I mm-hmm. feel like anyone who just listens to our Warrior Cats episodes is going to be very confused because we did say we were going to do a Warrior Cats episode. <laughs> yeah, we were really excited too, but we lied. <laughs> we're doing this instead um, because we just finished our. So for those folks, we'll see you again in two weeks. Yeah, Sorry, sp- yeah. Bye. bye. Um, Thanks for tuning in, <laughs> or stick around and see if maybe you like this stuff too. See I don't if you know. like our normal things. Um, <laughs> so we just got off of our Mafia romance. Uh, unit, which were all adult mafia romances. Uh And when we were talking about looking for mafia romances, (laughs) our friend of the podcast slash D&D person (laughs) slash actual friend slash occasional co-host. But most importantly, listener. But most importantly, listener. Brad. Uh, suggested that we read this book by uh, our good friend Gordon Cormand uh, without making the connection. And we were like, this is obviously not a romance. Like, this is a... <laughs> this is for children. <laughs> this is for children. What are you talking about? This is not what we're talking about. And he was like, no, there's romance in it. And... He wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. Having read this now. Yeah. Because we were like, we have to read it because it's Gordon Corman. Uh, it's Gordon Corman and it is a mafia romance. <laughs> do you do you consider this a mafia romance? Um, <laughs> I mean, there was there was more of like the mafia-ness in it mm. than there was in some of the other books we read, I would uh-huh. say. Um, but this boy didn't want to have anything to do with his father's business dealings. Yeah. So... Maybe the, but I don't think that is what makes it not a mafia the romance. The romance aspect was like the whole; they were together from the beginning of the book. I don't know. It was it was here, a weird. One. Yes, I think this is not a mafia romance. This okay. is a coming of age story. Okay, uh, because the romance is not the main plot. The main plot yeah. is yeah. his relationship with his father. Um, I don't think, I, I think that you could do this same sort of thing as mafia romance. I think you could have, and I think I've actually read this same sort of thing built as a mafia romance at this point mm-hmm. where it's like person who's kind of in the mafia by right of blood, but doesn't want to be in the mafia sort of thing. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I think that still counts as mafia romance cause you're like around the mafia, whatever. Right. Um, I, just don't think it counts as romance yeah. because I think that, and I mean, like, I feel like a lot of people are going to be like, you just said it's not a romance because it's for YA or because it's a guy writer. And that's not it. That's it's not that it. the main plot and the main, He's like, learning about what he wants to be in life. Yes. And mm-hmm. like, yes. Dealing with like his father's expectations. Mm-hmm. Yes. There is romance. Yes. He is horny all the time. Yes, Cause he's he a teenage boy. And yes, there is a romance that takes part in the plot of this book, but I think you could take the romance out and it would still be the same story. Yeah. Which means to me, not a romance, just a book with romance in Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. And also not very good romance, I have to say. 
It was. I ha- Very okay. Boring. I had yeah. I was gonna say this book was boring. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brad. Uh, I didn't mind the book. I thought the book was good for oh, like the whole book was boring. To me, it fills a specific niche, which mm-hmm. is YA written for for boys, teen boys, right? Mm-hmm. Which like doesn't get as much press a lot of times. That's true. Um, so this is the one time I will advocate for boys. so i get that like it wasn't really something i would have picked up in middle school but i could see myself recommending it to you know boys boys in middle school i know what boys like (laughs) or even like probably not middle school probably like early high school i think yeah 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 i think Um, so but yeah just it was fine the romance was very boring to me and not really uh it was a bug more than a feature yeah yeah (laughs) i don't know i found the whole book boring i'm not a boy (laughs) <laughs> I'm over the mafia stuff at this point. <laughs> I was like, I know, like his best friend was trash, his Ugh, family was terrible. trash, everything was trash for this boy in his life. He's just like, please, just go to college and escape. <laughs> did you uh, read this or did you audiobook it? I read it. I could not find the audiobook uh, anywhere I had available. See, I could only find the audiobook, so I Lucky, was like, "Guess blessed. we're going in." Was it on Hoopla? Because mine didn't. Mine had a it link was. to it, but it was like, "Cannot borrow." Okay. Yeah, it was on Hoopla. Um, it, dude did a very mafia e accent for like the whole thing, which was Excellent. fun. A Excellent. great choice. Um, yeah. For all two hundred and sixty-three pages of this book, good lord. <laughs> I feel like it was a lot more um, humorous than it might have been if i had read it i think he he mm, chose that's to deliver true. it very like wry which i think yeah. if i had read it i probably wouldn't have assumed that that was how it was to be read. yeah i'm trying to imagine the mafia voice you would have used like i just all i'm thinking of like it was just kind of a no see it was like a you know, you're a real wise guy sort of you're a wise sort of voice. Guy, huh? you're a real wise real guy wise kid guy. The worst night of my life, my first and last date with Angela O'Bannon. That's the first that was line of this book. Almost exactly it. That was <sighs> Hire me dead for on voice ringer. acting. <laughs> no, don't. I'm not good but at only it. For boy, I can only do it for very brief moments. For boy mafias. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Well, cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, so let, I guess let's get into this boy book and yeah. see what happens. I didn't, didn't take notes on this one because I was like, so I was like, I'm, I'm bored. I don't, I don't, I didn't take anything. highlights because I was listening to it on an audiobook. So, so it's like, well, those good, good prepared for episodes yeah, that perfect. we're famous for. Just real loose. <laughs> I also feel like I should disclose as a professional podcaster professional. that I am we don't recording this episode <laughs> from the floor of yeah. my room. Everything today is real. <laughs> real good <laughs> because i have a hurt and can't she has sit a in boo-boo. chairs yeah you know i don't blame you one bit like i would also be like laying on the floor right now if human. i could at least you have that nice pillow the floor yeah. pillow yeah it's like a couch pillow thing it looks purposeful very... what you're doing yeah it definitely <laughs> gives off cleopatra vibes coming at ya exactly all mm-hmm. right book okay. mafia mob, son mafia of mob. son of the mob by gordon corman um so our main character's name is vince um vince luca he's he's the youngest son of the famous luca mafia Lu- empire the luca de Lepos. the luca de Lepos. <laughs> i'll have one fettuccine please 
<laughs> from Luca de Beppo's. The day I don't make a Luca de Beppo's <laughs> reference in a mafia book. <laughs> That's when you know I'm really, I, I have I mean, lost all of my spark. <laughs> <laughs> the mom really was cooking up a storm. It's my favorite and worst joke. It's it's a it's a classic. It's <laughs> you know Brad was telling me we should come up with a, a catchphrase for our podcast episodes. Um, this can be mm. cut because this was supposed to be a this was supposed to be kind of a I'm supposed to slip it in and see if anyone noticed kind of thing. Uh-huh. But I can't for the life of me think of a good catchphrase. So Buca de Beppo could be <laughs> anyway. <laughs> really off topic today. So Buca de Beppo's could be ours. I'm just we okay. could just we could just Buca de Beppo. All over the place, all over town. We could buka de bop our way to the we top. Could... <laughs> uh, I'm ready to buka de bop and roll. Uh, okay, our main character. Buka de bop stops here. <laughs> oh man. So our main character is Vince. He is a 17-year-old boy, Vincent Luca, son of the mob. He doesn't uh-huh, want to be the title. This, this is the name of the book. I did the thing. Um, <laughs> and he doesn't want to be a part of the mob. That's his whole thing. Like his dad, his older brother, they're all really into it. They always have like all of these uncles around, which are like the, you know, the heads of their own little rings, but they still answer to Vincent's dad. Um, he just doesn't care for it. He wants to he wants to lead a, a legal life. He wants um, to be an interpretive dancer. He, no. He really doesn't know what he wants to do. So maybe, maybe he can Could go be. to college and he can earn that passion. I don't know. Mm, mm. Um, The book starts with him taking a girl out on a date. So here's this thing. He has his best friend, Alex, who is the fucking weirdest person. The worst human Worst. Possible. You guys thought Jess was bad? Meet Ooh, Alex. Just wait. <laughs> Meet Alex DeBeppo. He is... <laughs> The fucking worst. He encourages Vince to go on this date because he said it's his love life. We're talking like Alex's love life. Like they he, have a shared love. Oh, life. they have a shared love life. It's so. Which, to me, the way this read, hurt. Listen, Alex was, loves Vince. Yes, Alex was that is so this horny was for a coming out story for uh-huh. Alex in which but he we never got there <laughs> we never got there turns out he's just horny for girls and will live vicariously through his best friend oh my god this incel um, of a boy this just a really real trouble his whole kind of vibes which I could have forgiven if he was in love with his best friend and was confused about it but he wasn't no, so he he's was just, just kinda... on 4chan all day long Ugh. it's upsetting i mean he what was 4chan around at this point no i don't think so when was, was this even written i don't even it was know either 2002 was or 2003 because i know they oh. mentioned it a couple times in relation to the internet stuff yeah uh, like nobody internet, knew what websites were had yeah, email addresses which and was like, like getting 700 incredible. hits on a web page was like a big deal uh, yeah <laughs> oh my god we'll, we'll get there i guess <laughs> um Vince is on this date with this with this hottie with a body uh, named Angela O'Bannon, and they go to like this secret makeout point at the beach, um, which is confusing to me. I guess maybe they live in a part of New York City that has a beach with big sand dunes. IDK. I don't know much about New York City. I'm, I'm I ashamed to admit. I believe there are beaches with big old sand dunes you could drive to and make out at. 
I think sand dunes are kind of at all beaches. Like, I know it's surrounded completely by water almost, but for me, I don't know why that equates to just, it's just pavement. Everything there is pavement and then water. (laughs) I mean, there's got to be a bit before the pavement, right? You would think. Maybe just crumbly pavement. (laughs) Maybe. Look at the black sand beaches of New York City. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um. (laughs) <laughs> sorry to all of our new york sorry listeners. new york sorry new york i don't think we have we that just many don't new know york anything listeners. yeah because they've all got cool things to they've do got better uh, things to do than listen to us <laughs> uh, sorry we're uneducated and from the midwest listen we play well <laughs> in our own areas <laughs> we know our audience yes we're we not do. about your hoity-toity black sand Beaches, we're, all, we're all about casseroles. We're about that Buca de Beppo life. <laughs> Buca de Beppo chain restaurants. <laughs> if you haven't sat in the parking lot of one chain restaurant debating the merits of a, the same but different chain restaurant at a different part of your town, are you really from the Midwest? Are you from the Midwest? No. <laughs> Have you ever just looked down a suburban, a straight suburban street and just seen signs for every fast food place you could ever imagine all lined up one after the other? Signs, signs. Signs. Everywhere are signs. <laughs> this episode is a mess. I don't even want to talk about the book. I just want to riff for an hour and a half and just see if anyone talk about cares. living in the Midwest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Her leg hurts. What are we supposed to do? How can we work in these conditions? How can we work in these conditions? There are animals everywhere. The animals have learned how to open doors that can't shut. (laughs) Vincent is on a date with this girl at the Black Sand Beaches of New York City. And she's like, hey, get a blanket out of the trunk of your car. And Vince, who... um, has purchased this car for himself with his own money, kind of, and is very proud of the fact that this is not a mafia car, opens up the trunk to his car and wrapped inside the blanket he was going to use to maybe have sex with this girl on the beach is uh, this guy that owes his dad money named Jimmy the Rat. Jimmy the Rat. <laughs> Jimmy Rat, actually. He doesn't even have, like, it's no, there's no there's no the. It's just Jimmy Rat. I thought there were the sometimes, but maybe, maybe. I just edited them because like his last name is like Rata something like Ratatelli or Ratatelli Ratatelli yeah. R- James Ratatelli Ratatelli that's Jimmy it, yeah. Rat. so I think like I might have just been hallucinating the thes I don't know yeah I could be maybe if you listen to it on two X sometimes I put in words that aren't there when mm. I listen on two times speed I don't know I was going at a comfortable one point five wow amateur yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wow! Just how dare you? I, I like I like I like to sit at a one point seven five myself. Nice it and medium. Depends. I don't like to commit to too slow or too fast. I usually like to work up to something faster once I've listened to a bit of the like s- normal because then I'm mm-hmm. like I've got the voices in my head. Yeah. Um. Sometimes I'll get up to one point seven, but for this one I was like one point five from the beginning. It's know? a short book, yeah. It's a short book. I didn't have time to work up to something higher. I didn't want to commit to the full time amount that would have been at one. Time. I just want to imagine the the mafia voice in two times two x speed. Jimmy the Rat, Jimmy the Rat, Jimmy the Rat. Okay. <laughs> Jimmy the Rat 
car is here. <laughs> He's in the trunk of the car. And the girl comes over and she's like, the fuck is that? Take me home. We are not dating anymore. Uh, and uh, Vince is sad, as is Alex, who was like, bro, you ruined my the loss my of my virginity, date. maybe. Uh, <laughs> um, cool. So... <laughs> What's his name gets really mad, Vince. He gets really mad, um, especially at his brother, because this was his brother's fault that Jimmy the Rat ended up in the trunk of his car somehow, which leads to a really awkward and weird situation in a little bit that we'll talk about. Um, let me flip through because I honestly don't remember what happens between here and the frat party. Does anything Not happen? Not much. I don't. Yeah, think. we meet the whole yeah. fam. Um, we meet Alex. He's very annoying. Oh, we learn about how they join the football team <laughs> so they could pick up chicks. Um, but they're both very bad at football. And then in one at one game, like all the other quarterbacks get <laughs> they get um is are they quarterbacks? I don't remember. He's like he's fourth string whatever he is. Uh yeah, and then like the other team is like works yeah they recognized him and so no one will tackle this boy (laughs) he talks about how he will tackle himself like he's like i just fell down when i felt like i should have been tackled like (laughs) see like it is funny it's funny i just there was so much fluff in this book that i'm like there's not the plot the plot of this is not it's, it's not much. Age, it's a coming of age novel. It's just a bunch of fluff about what it's like to be a teenager. To be the son of the mob. To be a teen. To be a teenager. <laughs> Living a teenage dream. But um Exactly. So this is this guy's life, right? He's he's famous without wanting to be because his dad is this well known crime lord and their house is bugged by the fbi 24 7 both audio and, like, and visual secret famous yeah secret famous, famous in a way you can't that would tell anybody yeah yeah um <laughs> so these are the important things about him he's bad at football he's bad at picking up girls alex is really desperate for <laughs> something to happen between the two of them probably and uh, he doesn't want any of it he doesn't want any of this to be his life so he gets invited to a frat party in, uh, I, I don't know, somewhere in New York City, in the city proper. And uh, someone who went to their high school the year previous, graduated, joined a frat, and then immediately said, I'm going to invite the entire senior high school class from my high school to this frat party because that's definitely what people do. We did miss, I realize now talking about uh. it. Go for it. The meet cute of oh. the main couple. Yeah. If this is a romance. If it is. they met at the football game. You're right. I did forget that. she was a journalist covering the football game yeah. for the school newspaper. And he's like, oh, that's one thing my family doesn't like along with FBI agents, journalists. Journalism. Yeah. And she's like, why did you intentionally try to fail so often? Why did you intentionally suck at football when we were winning? And he's like. And he quit the team. She's oh like, yeah, why'd and you do he, that? So she's intrigued by him at this point, and that's probably the closest thing we'll get to like a personality for this girl for the rest of the book. Yeah, she is really just. She's just she's a just set there. of lips. She's just a set of lips, and a brain. Okay? And a brain. She's the smart one. She's the to creative used, and smart one to be used to figure out whenever he can't figure something out. Yes. <laughs> 
again, kind of um like the old museum back in uh, Gordon Cormon's other book. Absolutely. Yeah. <gasps> it is. It's Museum Girl, except mm-hmm. for now it's it's the um, FBI. Slash journalist. Slash journalist. Yeah. <laughs> she is the FBI. Amazing. Um, <laughs> so, so Vincent and Alex decide to go to this frat party in, in the city, in New York City. But before, before Vince goes, he tells Alex, I can't take you because my brother asked me to meet him in the city so that he could make up to me the fact that he ruined my date by putting the, by putting Jimmy Rat in, in the back of my little Mazda, um, and so he goes to his brother's apartment in the city and he goes up and the only person in the apartment is this very attractive woman who is his older brother's age, like mid twenties, probably. And at first he thinks like, oh, this is my brother's new girlfriend. She seems really nice, way too good for him. What is she doing here? But then she starts putting the moves on him. Oh, my scandalous. word. So scandalous. We discover that this girl, Cece, is actually a sex worker. And Vince's brother, older brother, Tommy, of course, his name is Tommy. Uh, his older brother, Tommy, paid her to sleep with his 17-year-old brother, uh, because he ruined his, his age-appropriate date. <laughs> like, this was supposed to be, like, a nice, thoughtful, like, I, I'm sorry uh, sex, I guess. I Vince books it. He's like, I don't, I don't, I want my, he's, he says, I want my first time to be special and not paid for by the mafia, which, like, okay, but, you know, I, I feel bad for Cece. I mean, she got her money. She didn't have yeah, to do she's anything good. for she's her got money. Her she's fine. Just like, he seems so disgusted by her. <laughs> I appreciated that this was a rare instance of male virginity kink. We see mm-hmm. it so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, he was waiting for the yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I don't think it was uh, uh, kinky. And obviously this is for children. But in the way that every other mafia book we've read has, except for the one kind of, um, has kind of had a massive thing for oh my god isn't it hot that they're a virgin mm-hmm. um it was nice that we didn't go that route i don't think yeah. we would have but i also did enjoy that like I've okay yeah questions for gordon yeah yeah um i did like that it was kind of the flip side of that uh kind of mm-hmm. pushes back against the the it's really a feminist manifesto. It's really a feminist <laughs> book is what I'm romances. saying. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> son of the Mob right up there the next mob. to Bell Hooks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, it's, it's, it really becomes apparent when in the next chapter, almost the next page, Alex says, if she's getting paid anyway, maybe I could head over there and go in your place. <laughs> but... He doesn't. But he doesn't because because Vince (laughs) Vince, I think Vince is generally like again He's a fine person. Yeah, if I'm pitching this to read to a boy, Uh I would be I would be like, yes, Vince is an okay role model. Vince is okay. Vince Vince and Alex have this relationship where they're both going to go to separate colleges and they're both going to be radicalized in opposite directions, right? Yes. Like Alex is going to yes. go hardcore red pill men's uh-huh. rights. And, and probably will be like a uh, computer engineer of some sort. Yes. At, yes. This, and, at this day and age, definitely. Absolutely. He works for, um, I don't know, 
Snapchat probably. And then, <laughs> and Vince, like he he turns into an okay ally, you know. I mean, yeah. he's 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 white. He comes from a powerful, rich family, so I'm not gonna say like you know go Vince, but he's doing all he's doing what he can. He probably takes like one women's studies class and is like, yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, um, and he probably like says something that he thinks is really like mind-blowing and radical and all the women in the class are like yeah we know but like mm-hmm. they kind of are like good job because he's trying um absolutely he's majoring in english with a minor in philosophy see i was gonna say he's a business boy like mm. i feel like he's not but then that's kind he of he doesn't want to go anywhere Alex, near the you know? business he doesn't want to do any yeah he's not a but business he's, bro he's good at business is he the is thing. So that's why we he doesn't have out. to learn about it <laughs> I th- he's already got it down. I feel like I feel like Alex is going to be in the early two thousands. He's going to be a um, uh, uh, some sort of uh, what's it called the the bubble the, the bubble. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Fuck. bubble. Like bubble Silicon Valley. Oh, Silicon Valley. Okay. He's going to be a Silicon Valley bro. Oh boy. And <laughs> I think um, uh, uh, Vince is going to be like. One of those guys who starts a nonprofit for like uh, mm-hmm. peer to peer selling or something like that, you know, mm-hmm, where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, if you buy our ethically made uh, bracelets, you will be supporting hardworking handcrafters. Oh my in, God, he invents you know. Toms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. He's a Toms. He's a Toms. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then Alex is the tom but like myspace myspace tom yeah but like more like zuckerberg yeah absolutely he definitely made a social network just for hot girls yes yes yeah um so they go to this frat party everyone is drunk there alex is like this is totally awesome and vince is like ew i'm above all of this underage drinking it's not for me um, and then who do they run into but little journalist girl? Her name is Kendra Bitely, by the way. Um, and she runs up to Vince at the party and she grabs him and she goes, oh, this is my boyfriend Vince to this college kid who was like harassing her. And Vince goes along with it and uh, the guy eventually goes away and uh, then they start making out. <laughs> she no, tells they start, him they start making out because, because she tells him that her dad is an FBI agent and he remembers he's his like rebellion dad. well and specifically his dad always says like good morning agent bite me to the FBI mm-hmm. guy who's listening so he knows it's her dad her dad is watching him 24 7 so he's like yes this is this is the thing I want rebellion guy who is deeply enmeshed in my father's dirty dealings daughter Mm -hmm. like bro i see why you felt this impulse it's not healthy and they never really address that that is why he's initially attracted to her absolutely there is no yeah there's no other um no other factors for him at all no that's it and and as he's like this is gonna piss off my dad (laughs) as it goes on he's like She's so smart. She's so beautiful. Actually, we spent I love her. so much time together. And I'm like, none of that is on the page, though. Yeah. So this is very, like, tell, it's not show. very, like, yes, the and millennium, turn of the turn of the millennium. Is that a thing? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's just very, like, oh, I get that you believe 
in your head that this is a beautiful romance, uh, Vince slash Gordon, uh-huh. um, that you've written between these two. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that I have been actually given evidence of is that he wants to piss off his dad and she was there. So like, <laughs> it's his, uh, uh, it's not a, the best. <laughs> at the risk of beating a dead horse, it's his Rebuka Tabellion. <laughs> oh my god that was a good one (laughs) i can't stop now i can't stop they're everywhere the bukas are everywhere um (laughs) sometimes you just gotta say buka de bep no do (laughs) oh i can't do that i love carbs um we should just title this episode Buka de Beppo. Buka de Beppo by Gordon Cormand. <laughs> Buka de Beppo by Buka de Beppo. <laughs> Son of the de Beppo. Son of de Beppo. <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> wonderful. So <laughs> the next thing that happens is that Vince and Vince and uh, Vince gets lice. Vince gets head lice. And he finds out at school that he has had lice. Um, and he's like, well, where the hell would I have gotten lice from? I am a 17-year-old boy. And uh, when he leaves the nurse's office, he sees no one other than Miss Kendra Bightley sitting there in the chair, also presumably with head lice. He really doesn't know why she's there, but he looks at her and he's like, she gave me this fucking head lice. And well, and she's like got her hair tucked up under a cap. And oh, okay. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like That being, makes sense. Like kind of like shady about her hair basically yes, yeah like leaning away from stuff with like, her head. don't touch my hair and he's like sherlock holmesing it like i know i know, I know you gave in me the two seconds lice. your hair touched my hair when we made out at that Listen, party you gave me head, head lice. lice they move quick man Dude, I, I, mean, I haven't had it yeah. since i was a kid i had it in freshman year because this one girl who will remain nameless but i know exactly who it was Mm-hmm. of high school my, or college yes, of high school oh, okay stole my hat during play rehearsal <gasps> and wore it because she couldn't find hers and then i was like that's mine and she gave it back and then i put it on and, and then, then like, you had lice i had a head lice so that is so i know i know what she did person who i'm not naming oh on God. this show tell me later do i know that no oh never mind. <laughs> tell me later anyway her name is becca de <laughs> her name is becca de <laughs> Uh, he gets the head lice. He can't come to school uh, for 24 hours until the head lice is all dead, I suppose. Um, and Kendra's obviously in the same state. And at first, Vince is really pissed the off at her. The same wretched state. The same wretched state of itchy scalp. And, and they're I, like, we can't let anyone know we have head lice. We can't. I mean, it would be it would be social suicide, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, my I mean, God. When I had head lice, I fully canceled a date I had with a guy, and then we broke up because I didn't want to tell him I had head lice. I wouldn't either, honestly. You know? Like, Even though you could have said the exact name of the girl who gave it to you. Uh, yeah, and he would have been like, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And <laughs> Actually, then you would have broken up anyway because high school relationships. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so he, he at first he's like really pissed. He's like, Kendra, I cannot believe you've done this to me. But then he's like, look, she looks sad. And we're also going to we're going to be going to the same pharmacy. So I might as well give her a ride. Um, they do that. They buy their they buy their head lice treatments and then they go back to her house because obviously she can't go to his house because the second she does, then daddy's going to know that she's hanging out with the mafia boss, son, son of the mafia boss. 
Um, son of the mob. Son of the mob, you could say. And then some they, may say. some may say, they go, they do, they do the treatments for their hair, and then they just like make out furiously. And they're like, mm, this is the hottest thing I've ever smelled. Life's treatments. Yes, love it. I'm so turned on right Sexual. now. Um, but her dad comes home in the middle of it, and he has to jump out a window because he knows the second that Agent Bitely sees sees him, he's going to be like, get out of my house. I'm arresting you or He'll something. They'll be made. They'll be made. So he jumps, he jumps out a window, breaks the gutter off of the roof, uh, and then flees. He comes Normal. back. The normal behavior. He comes back the next day because he's like, you know what? I'm bored. I have to hide the fact that I'm out. I have to hide the fact I have headlights for my own family. So I'm going to pretend to go to school and drive around in my car all day long. And I then think there was, was there also a thing about like, he only used like there, it was a two-step solution and he had to go back. To get he had to go back to get the second step. So he went home, he killed all the lice, but then he didn't spray down his bed sheets and stuff. So like, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's just gonna get lice again it's whatever whatever so they go back he goes with the with the excuse if he's like i gotta continue to kill the head lice they go back and uh some guys are there installing a security system because fbi daddy was like i think someone tried to break into our house because i used my detective skills to notice that the gutter was broken so they have someone there installing alarms and they're like, hey, let's let's finish killing our lice together. So they do that. And then they go down so to the romantic. basement. So romantic. And they go down the basement and they make out again furiously. Um, and they're only interrupted by the security people, like jokingly setting the alarms off a couple times to like get them to stop. And they f- know full well what they are doing. And it's a little funny. Um, we also learned that Kendra is super into karaoke. She has a beautiful voice. It's gorgeous. The best voice you've ever heard recorded, uh, on a cassette tape. I'm sure. It's important to the plot, I guess, but it's just such a weird, like she's into karaoke. Maybe this is a two thousands thing. I, I, I don't, don't remember. I don't remember this being a thing. Like, if you're into karaoke, to me, what that means is you go places and perform karaoke in front of people. Mm. Otherwise, I would just say you're into singing, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, karaoke kind of requires, like, the machine and people watching. Like, yeah. But she seems to just want to karaoke alone in her she room. She does. Which, to me, is just singing along that's just to a singing. song. Yeah. Like, that's just singing. I don't know why... I mean, I did like, you know, Asian parents. I grew up there. We did have like karaoke parties at home yeah. with the karaoke machine. We but that, again, like, I'm not like up. practicing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't if know. I wa- even if I was practicing to do karaoke, uh-huh. I wouldn't say I'm practicing karaoke. I would I'm say singing. I'm singing. I'm singing. <laughs> Right or even it I'm is an odd choice. <laughs> like, yeah, like specifically, her hobby is karaoke, not not just singing, but not huh. karaoke in front of people. But not karaoke she in just... front of people. She doesn't want to sing in front of people, and she also doesn't want to just sing like in a choir or something. Like it's only yeah. karaoke, and she has a, she has like a secret name for herself when she does karaoke. She goes by K Bites. Yeah. And like, as if she was a DJ she, with her voice. And we know canonically, she from a young age has just been like karaokeing alone in her room and stuff, and over important evidence that her father brings home. Yes. Yeah, that's her thing. Like, when she has the urge to sing, she grabs whatever tape is nearest to her, 
doesn't like rewind it or anything, just hits record wherever it is in the cassette tape and starts singing and then and then hits stop. So like he has one of her mixtapes that she's made uh, where it's just like a jumble of songs in random places and he loves it. He's in love with her singing voice. With her karaoke voice. Um, her karaoke. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Her karaoke voice. My apologies to the karaoke community. <laughs> I did not mean to uh, uh, write you out like that. So anyway, they have this big assignment, this, this semester-long assignment. Alex and Vince are taking a web development course where they get to make websites. Their assignment is Buckwild. they <laughs> Their teacher says, you one, you have to register a website with an actual real domain that anyone on the internet can access. And, you know, I get it. Like, the internet was not as big and as accessible in 1990-whatever as it is today. Um, but you had to buy a domain and have it accessible. And the student who got the most hits on their website at the end of the semester got an A+. And I'm assuming everyone else just kind of, like, fell in behind that, right? And they're like, well, well, what should we make our websites on? And the teacher's like, not my problem. Figure it out. Okay. What? (laughs) (laughs) Like, doesn't doesn't care about the content or, like, what it just assumes that people will, if it's a good, if you build it, they will come sort of thing. No. I don't think that's true, number one. And also, like, the obvious, the obvious thing that a kid would do would be just start uploading feet pics i mean <laughs> is it the obvious thing i feel like okay i okay. feel like in order to keep it still a pg-13 book yeah like, you just upload foot pics upload feet pics because yeah. like the other thing would be porn but we don't want to talk we don't want to go porn. that far that's yeah. gross mm-hmm. feet that's pics, illegal however, <laughs> feet pics however are still funny <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. I, (laughs) yeah. But instead, our boy Vince makes a website called like, I love my cat.usa. I love pussy.usa. And where he posts pictures of feet. No, I, (laughs) I love LUV my cat. I love my cat.usa where he pretends to be a cat owner who wants to hook you up with other single cat owners in your area. To talk about cats. To talk about cats. He has like a message board system and everything. Alex's website is just called like MrFerrari.com or something like that. His whole website is just he's a guy with a Ferrari and he's catfishing the Ferrari community, I guess. We give Bush a lot of shit for No Child Left Behind, but these children <laughs> are clearly being struggled. left behind. Alex struggled. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alex is also starting to get really salty because Vince is spending a lot of time with girlfriend Kendra. Um, we see more scenes in this book of Alex and Vince dealing with the fact that Alex is salty about this. Yes. About Vince and Kendra spending time together. Then we see scenes of Vince and Kendra spending time this together. This is 100% true. <laughs> Depressing for this book. <laughs> uh, just really need to work on the female rep, Gordon. Absolutely. They're all they're all just so bleh. Except boring. for Star. Star was perfect girl. Star was, yeah, yeah. But also Star got like erased from the entire third book because of, yeah. because of the bends or whatever. Oh, taken before her time. Taken before her time. <laughs> uh, 
So Alex is really salty. Um, and there comes a moment in this book where Vincent says, man, if I had been more present in Alex's life, this wouldn't have happened because I would have been able to talk him through it. But Alex gets this email from a female classmate. It's a female classmate. It's so gross. He gets it. I'm talking as Alex would. I'm so sorry. I got too into his character. A female. A female. <laughs> I hate that. I hate when people say that too. It just popped out. It's Alex is infectious. Um, Alex gets a, a, an email from a girl in his class an e- named. An email from a female. Fiona. A female. A female. He got a female. The email. Yeah. Get it, guys? Look at about though. We uh, <laughs> she, he gets an email from this girl named Fiona, whose website is all about like Egyptian history and archaeology, and like her website's like the Cyber Pharaoh or something dumb. Um, and she's like the leading uh, girl in class. Like she has the most hits on her website, right? And she emails Alex, and she's like, "Hey." can I see your website and see what you're up to? And Alex, of course, interprets this as her flirting with him. And then when he goes to ask her out the next day and she turns him down, he decides that she is the devil and hates her with a fiery passion and is nasty and mean to her at every opportunity. And Vince feels bad about this because he's like, if I had been spending more time with Alex, I could have prevented this. I could have told him it was just a random email. I would have told him like, she needs to chill. She's not trying to get that D but I would counter, Vince, mm-hmm. when we say men need to hold me- men accountable, the correct thing would be to be like, shut the fuck up when Absolutely. you start in the Call out play. your friend at any time. Like, don't leave Kendra to do it. Kendra's like, no, I'm sure it was fine. And I'm blah, 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 misunderstanding. And she like tries to like smooth it all over. And Alex is like, yo, fuck you. Fuck Fiona. I hate all women. And Vince is just yep. like, Kendra should have known that was not the way to deal with Alex. I'm like, oh, my God, please. Vince, Vince, uh, Vince you need to go to college yes. and become radicalized a little bit more. <laughs> you need to you need to leave this. The, the home the home life is toxic all over. It's just not good. It's just not good. So <laughs> so that's going on. He has this, the, the important thing here is he has this message board called the Feline Friends Network where you can go and you can put in your zip code and you can match with other cat lovers in your area. Okay. This is what he's created. He shows his brother, Tommy, because Tommy is like, boy, my, my younger brother sure is smart. I wonder what he's working on. And uh, Vince is like, hey, Tommy, have you ever heard of the internet? And he gets like an email address and stuff set up for Tommy, who's just absolutely fascinated. He's never seen any of this stuff, which I'm trying to remember, like in 2000 and whatever, one, two, like people... People, everyone had an email address already. Um, I mean, I definitely did. Like, I had a, I had a personal one and I had a school one. I didn't, uh, we didn't do them through our school. Mm. I don't know. I feel like maybe, I, I feel like there's other books I've read set in this time period slash written in this time period where people don't necessarily have an email or like setting up an email as part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like also for authors writing, it might be sort of that thing of like not realizing that, oh yeah, like your school might set you up an email or yeah. you know, that sort of thing. Or like your they, workplace would have an email for you, but I guess Tommy doesn't work because he's Tommy doesn't in work. the mob. He's, the mob doesn't have man. Yeah. <laughs> son of the mob one at LucaFamilyOrganizedCrime.com. <laughs> 
<laughs> so he's showing Tommy all of this stuff and Tommy's absolutely fascinated. And Vince is like, wow, I feel like I'm really bonding with my idiot brother. Finally. Finally. Some more time passes. Kendra and Vince are getting getting along nicely, except for she keeps getting frustrated that Vince is really cagey about certain aspects of his life. Like he doesn't want to meet her parents, which is like a huge red flag. He's like, I can't, I just can't. I want to, I want to keep this to ourselves for a little while longer, which is what like a sexual predator says. Um, Agree, but I also think at 17, it's weird to be like, you have to meet my parents. And maybe mm, that's just because... They had only been dating a few weeks. Yeah, I would never want to introduce my parents to anyone I was dating at 17, ever. Mm. Like, that, absolutely not. Even at 30-something. Even at 30-something, yeah, thank you. (laughs) Um, Certainly at 17. And also, like, I feel like there's kind of, at least for, like, my school, most of my friends who's parents knew their significant other at that age that's weird to say about a 15 year old but like their partner their their life partner um (laughs) at that age like they just knew them because they knew them right like yeah yeah it's like you're the student at school that's been hounding my daughter yeah or like you know you're both in key club or whatever yeah like yeah so i don't know I, i think it's it's kind of weird for her to be like you have to meet my father yeah unless it was like a situation of like her parents were like we want to we want to meet this boy dating but that's not what that's not what she the vibe she's giving out she's like my girlfriends come over all the time like why is this any different well if you don't know why then (laughs) you should reflect a little while on the difference between friendships and romantic relationships yeah, but maybe it's fine kendra you're maybe young. kendra makes out with all her friends maybe Ken- yeah that could be like we we were maybe just assuming girlfriends mm-hmm. platonic but really it was girlfriends or it was girlfriends platonic and she's also platonic with vince, vince and just vince and she just makes out with him a lot she just she just makes out with everyone she just makes out with everyone um we also have so that's going on and she's getting frustrated about that and then also these, like, posters are going up at school saying uh, Vince and Kendra for homecoming king and queen, which in their town is, like, a big deal. They've kind of become local celebrities. So, again, Vince is like, this. we cannot have this because the second anyone sees the two of us together, FBI daddy is going to put two and two together and forbid us from seeing each other because he kind of – he loves Kendra at this point. He's like, I'm addicted to her. She's, she's, so, she's so fun. And I love to make out. She loves karaoke. She loves karaoke, hates singing. It's so weird. It's so weird. I don't get it. Um, also, also going on around this time is that Vince gets another vi- visit from Jimmy Rat. Jimmy Rat shows up in the school parking lot. <laughs> I, okay. He shows up at the mm-hmm. school parking lot and he's like, hey, I recognized your car. Just wanted to give you uh, this envelope of money to give to your dad. And Vince opens it and he's like, this is not enough money. I know how much you owe my dad. And and Jimmy the rat says, well, hey, that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about. Like, can you ask him for an extension on my loan? I'd be really appreciative. Vince is like, I don't want to get involved. This sounds like bullshit. You need to go to my dad. And Jimmy, like, basically preys on this the fact that he's a 17 year old boy who feels bad for people has not learned the hardened ways of a mafioso um and vince is like fine fine i'll go tell dad you need an extension and he starts to get a little bit more involved there whereas like jimmy continues to avoid him and vince's dad is like oh well you know is this going to be your charity case that you take on then you so be it i'm not going to get involved and i'm going to tell everybody else in my crew to back off so you're dealing with this now you're on the hook for jimmy the rat's money or whatever so there's like some tension here between uh, vince 
who's saying like, I don't want you to cut off Jimmy's fingers because he owes you $300 dad. And dad is like, that's the life, man. I don't know what to tell you. We have to be hard and fair on everybody. Um, so that's going on. It eventually gets, gets to the point where he like, Jimmy has a friend named Ed who also owes, um, Vince's dad money. And he's like, can you just cover for Ed too? And Vince is like setting up this kind of scheme where he, he took out an original like $600 cash advance on his credit card to cover whatever Jimmy the rat owed. Uh, and then now he has like, they're both repaying him, but like with interest and, and they're repaying each other. I don't know. He set up like some scheme here where he's like, I don't want to be involved in the mob, but he's really good at it. Um, and, uh, let's see. And then eventually it leads to him finding out that like the reason that Ed and Jimmy don't have enough money to pay back his dad is because they are involved in this, uh, they, they believe themselves to be kind of like the founding investors in some like strip club or something where, uh, Vince finds out that the strip club is actually like a front and that the real owners of it have sold 700% of the business as like a scam and they don't have any intention of actually opening up and being a strip club. And so like Jimmy and Ed and a bunch of other people are all like throwing bad, good money after bad, I think is the term. I decay. I just, I wasn't. Yeah. It is. But I think bad money after bad. Bad money after bad also. And Vince goes to his dad and he's like, I cannot believe you're the kind of man who would cut off a cut off Jimmy the rat's fingers for owing you money. But the reason he owes you money is because you're stealing his money, dad. And dad gets all pissed. I don't think that was mentioned that it was. Oh, yeah. It's also owned by dad. It's owned by dad. It's (laughs) It's a mafia strip club. Yeah. It's one of the uncles owns it. So, like, I think there's kind of the the question here of whether how much his dad knew about it because by the end I think it's like kind of implied that one of the uncles that he didn't necessarily he didn't know about it it wasn't fully his idea or anything he's not the worst guy ever he's just you know normal average level of badness for Mm -hmm. a mobster yeah yeah this book could not make up its mind on whether the mob was bad or not. I know. Honestly, I thought it was going to be kind of like uh, just a funny, like, my dad's in the mob, like, kind of like a crack fix situation, you know? Yeah. And then it was like, it really had some hard stances. And I was like, that's, like not, that's not fun anymore. I liked when Alex murders, but sometimes <laughs> not. So I liked when Vince was like, I, ha- I had a, I received a Porsche. For, Porsche? Is that how you say the car name? I don't fucking know. I say Porsche. Porsche. I think I'm wrong. He received a very fancy sports car for his 16th birthday, and he had fun driving it around until the cops took it back because it was a stolen vehicle. Like, I thought it was going to be that kind of funny ha-ha yeah. all the way through. You know, cute mob stuff. Yeah, cute mob stuff. Funny ha-ha, not funny weird, but, you know, it's whatever. I've also realized I forgot to mention this entire time that the Lucas are, they suspect they have a mole. Someone mm-hmm. is yes. snitching on them to the FBI. Um, it's, I don't want to get into it because we've already talked about this book for almost an hour. Um, okay. I'm gonna wrap up all the plot points. Yeah, do it. Go really fast. It's the guy, it's his <laughs> uncle. <laughs> They're all okay. uncles. The, uh, the, the, fuck. 
already failing at speed running this. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, go. Okay, Ray. Okay. It was Ray. <laughs> right. It was Ray who was one of his, like, one good friend in the mob who was, like, his was brother's a good babysitter. Guy. Who was a good guy. And he was like, how is this good guy in the mob? And the answer is because he's not. He's in the FBI. Because police are good, of course. Um, FBI has never done anything wrong. Ever. Uh, uh-uh. Kendra breaks up with him because she thinks that he she because someone tells her dad that uh, she is seeing one of the Lucas. Uh, that was Ray who told the dad because yes. he was like, and she knew that he was related to the mob, but she was yes. like, I will date you because we both hate. We like, I don't want to be part of the FBI. You don't want to be part of the mob. So we can still date and that'll and then be good. They had like info on him being sort of a loan shark taking money really. from jimmy ray yeah so then that's how he figured out that ray was the guy because he was like oh who would have told it who would have known about the kendra thing oh it was ray okay so ray's an inside man he works for the fbi got it got um, it so they ray or kendra not ray and kendra kendra and vince break up um the cat thing his brother is using it to uh, bet on horses illegally online to have people bet on horses. There's a whole like, I don't know. It is so these... obvious from the very yes, beginning yes. that it's the mob using your fucking website, you idiot. You were raised by the mob. I don't understand how you didn't know immediately. <laughs> like, they're leaving messages like, uh, I have a cat for sale. He's a real prime minister. He's going to win the race if you let him bet $500. <laughs> like, it's very, like. <laughs> I thought it was like selling guns or drugs, but no. It's I horses. thought it was. I thought it was sex trafficking, but <laughs> I mean, I didn't think it would go that hard. I was like, drugs, maybe, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so um, he goes to his father. He's like, "Hey, you're gonna let Ray go and be free and go into witness protection and not chase him down." And his dad's like, "No, I'm not. You can't make promises. You're not in the mob, whatever." Um, oh, also the two Ed and and uh, Jimmy the Rats. Mm-hmm. Uh, they burned down their own businesses for insurance and also during a lightning club. thunderstorm. During a lightning storm, yes. Yeah. And also the strip club burns down at the same time. And then he talks to the two of them and they're like, We didn't burn that strip club. Okay. So he goes to his dad. He's like, What's up? You're gonna let Ray live his life, whatever, no strings. And his dad's like, No, I'm not, because I'm a mob boss. And he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, you are, because if you don't, like, basically, uh, uh he will give up the evidence that would link both him and his brother to the online horse And betting. they would both go to jail. And they would both go to jail. Cause at where first they would just die kind of, because yeah, they've put people he's in. he's got enemies, right? Yeah. And at first he's just like Tom, and he's like, oh, you'd sell out your own brother? And he's like, no, I would go too, right? Like, yeah, so, he's like so both your kids. It. Yeah. Both your kids. Also, we know at this point that from Ray that um, there was this, like, murder thing that happened, and he thought it was his dad, but it was actually his mom who called the his hit on this guy. His mom like, uh like a mrs. like a sitcom like a yeah 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 mrs cleaver yeah um, that's what i was looking for and uh the only reason that she didn't go to jail is because it got recorded over by kendra when she was a little kid anyway um so, <laughs> kendra so saved meant, his life they're meant to be um so Truly. his dad is like uh kind of respects him now because he like took a stance on something and he's like, I don't want to be part of the mob. Like, I'm going to go away to college, whatever. And his dad's like, yeah, I've got – basically his dad is like, oh, I've got money put away from you for you. And, like, there's, like – there's so – his dad really does care yeah. about him, all this other stuff. Of course stuff. you have a college fund. Of course you have a college fund. Okay, whatever. Um, and, yeah, he comes to terms with the fact that he's the son of the mob, but he's not going to be part of the mob. And then him and Kendra get back together. Because he puts up he, signs for the homecoming king. Yeah, he thing. found out it was Alex all along who was trying to break them up. 
Yeah. And then the they only get three votes, and it's him, Alex, and Kendra. So Kendra's like, dope. And that's it. Pretty much. Yeah. Did I miss any plot points? No, I think that was everything. That was very succinct. I'm I'm Whew. proud. I did it. You did so it. That was this book. That was this book. I on like it was it was fine. Whatever. If you're a teenage boy, go ahead, read this, whatever. And also stop listening to our podcast. But I for me <laughs> did not care for it. It's boring. It was a boring one. I'm sorry. I'd give it a three. Mm. Thank you for submitting fine. this to us, Brad, for bringing it to our awareness and especially for listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> thank you Gordon Cormon. And thank you Gordon Cormon for being uh giving us material for our podcast. Uh speaking of Gordon Cormon, what's up next? Not Gordon Cormon. It's not Gordon. Don't Cormon. get anyone's hopes up. Next week we will be returning to our dystopia unit with uh Cat Country by Lao She. Um the week after that we will finally finally return to you with Warrior Cats. Meow. Series <laughs> For episode one, the fourth apprentice, omen of the stars. Omen the of the stars, apprentice. the fourth apprentice. Yes, I'm sorry, yes. I didn't give it its full no, title. You're fine. Warriors, omen of the stars, the fourth. It's apprentice only the. It's only Aaron the Hunter. prophecy that you're fucking around with. So like, okay, have care. I'm so have sorry. care. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, excited for that one. Um, in the meantime, if you have a book or unit for the podcast that you would like us to cover, you can tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or email us ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. Otherwise, I am going to give Alex your email address and tell him mm-hmm. you're really into him and his whole shtiz and you're going to have to deal with that for a very long time, probably. Upsetting. Extremely. If you use Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you don't, that's all right, because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you like. This feels weird without any segments at the end. Yep. Who is your most valuable mafia? Um... <laughs> Alex. Alex, ew. Ew, I hate that already. Uh. (laughs) In the words of Gordon Corman, You're like crabgrass. Every time I turn around, you're on another part of the lawn. (laughs) That's good. That was a really good one. Thank you. (laughs) The cats have arrived. The cats have arrived? They've made their way in. Oh, how did they get in? Because my door won't close all the way, oh. so I usually put something under it <laughs> to keep it closed. Kitties. And they were like, screw you, dude. We figured out your plan. Uh, so they are here. Oh, look. I see them. Oh, look at them. They missed you. Aw. Mother, we heard you Mother. were sore. Mother. Mother. We, we went to come nibble at you. <laughs> We'll eat you if you die here. We need to share tongues. <laughs> Can I bring you anything off the fresh gill pile? 